Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. Friend of mine, great doctor, is Dr. Jesse Lopez. How you doing, Doc? Good to see you. Hey, I'm doing great. I'm feeling like Scooby-Doo in the mystery machine trying to figure out this mysterious <laughs> pneumonia out there. Yeah, all sorts of ailments are popping up. Suddenly, they're somehow starting in China. It's all very weird. By the way, Inspiration.Health is the website, Inspiration.Health. He does telemedicine. Go and check out uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez. So uh, are we uh, under a scare of another pandemic? Is there something brewing that we don't know about? I'm hearing there are two different pneumonias, one's in China, one's in Ohio. What, What are we looking at here? What is this? Well, first of all, we're looking at what we always look at, which is fear, right? The building up the big... um, pandemic epidemic kind of mentality right the bottom line is that in china there was this mysterious white pneumonia that was developing and there was a concern this might be another covid variant etc and so the world health organization and other nations were like china give us information china wasn't very forthcoming as usual imagine that and subsequently china said well it's because we're coming out of a pandemic and our people are just kind of getting out and mingling again so we're seeing all these viruses that are starting to um basically re-expose to the people and they're getting um rsv and they're getting adenovirus and covid thing is is that we started to see this pop up in the netherlands and then in the united states in warren county ohio for instance you alluded to that earlier 150 cases of pneumonia in a very short period of time and You know, the big debate is, is this a new COVID variant? Is this a virus we've never seen? Bottom line is that they really don't know. They haven't figured it out. It's probably just several different viruses all coming together at the same time. But I do know this, is that we don't need to be fearful because if it's a COVID or COVID variant, guess what it responds to? Early treatment, early treatment intervention still deals with any COVID variants that come along. So even if we don't know the big mystery, although there is mycoplasm uh, bacterium that may be uh, causing some of this, and, and it's a bacterium that we've been exposed to, we've all had it, got better from it, probably didn't even know we had it. Right. Um, and if we're getting it again, we're going to get better, and uh, that's easily taken care of with antibiotics. So, is, is this a matter, in your opinion, Jesse, of the media and these big organizations and big government knowing it can control us just by throwing some name the the virus at us or name the disease and throw it at us because uh, this just like you said in the very beginning this appears to be they want us to be afraid again yeah look at the timing of it i mean we're coming into the heavy portion of the election year right going to be rolling into uh, november big presidential election you know and as soon as this mystery pneumonia and mystery virus starts floating around guess what happens is this very past few weeks the new CDC director, Dr. Mandy Cohen, calls for masking up again, 
mask up again over Christmas, she said. And this is despite mounting evidence that masks do not work. As a matter of fact, the Daily Mail did an interview with uh, Dr. Monica Gandhi, and she is an infectious disease expert out of the University of California. And she used to support masks prior to the pandemic going on and during the initial portion of the pandemic. And she said that the CDC is way too slow on their science. They're way behind. And now there is too much evidence that supports not using a mask. And uh, this supports even a, a, another new study that just came out on this whole mask thing. Well, Jesse, I, I saw, maybe this is who you were talking about. I saw somebody being interviewed or somebody giving a speech and she's wearing a mask and she's nowhere near anybody. Even when masks were being pushed and Fauci was lying to everybody on the globe, he was still staying six feet. She wasn't within 60 feet of anybody and she's, she's sitting there with a mask on. It's, it's just got to be the optics, right? Was she protecting herself from the microphone? It's 100% the optics because this, this study, this, this really excellent study, and it came out of the British Medical Journal, and we're going to have it up on our website, goes right alongside the Cochrane study, correct? And that Cochrane study definitively showed that masks do not prevent the spread of this disease process. This brand new study published November 2023, British Medical Journal, it looked at 597 studies, and out of those studies, they included 22 in their final analysis. And Joe, what this, what this showed was that there were zero randomized controlled trials in children assessing the benefits of mask wearing to reduce the SARS-CoV-2 infection or transmission. So that's, that's pretty amazing yeah. that here we are again, this evidence is here, and now we've got the CDC director trying to push us in this direction again. What is the, I guess you've got a study as well. By the way, inspiration.health is the website. Inspiration.health is Dr. Jesse Lopez. Um, is it true that people who were getting COVID at a higher rate if they wore the masks? How is that possible? Well, you know, part of that may be that the individuals maybe felt like they could be a little more bold and go around individuals that were sick. They, uh, they felt they were, they felt they were safe because they, they had the stupid they were mask invincible. on. But I think that when you wear it so long, you actually are able to have such contamination of that mask that you are actually reinfecting yourself over and over again, or at least creating an environment for that to occur. And there was definitely a study that showed that, and we're going to put that up on our website, that there was a higher incidence of COVID-19 found among consistent mask wearers. And what's interesting is that this study showed that 33 to 40 percent of those individuals that most of the time or all the time wore masks had a higher incidence of self-reported COVID as opposed to those who did not wear the mask. So wow. that is amazing in and of itself. And then if you refer back to a study that we brought up on your last show, that those in the bivalent vax group had a higher rate of infection than those that were unvaxed. So those that are going around with the bivalent vaccine and those that are wearing masks are at a higher rate of reinfection than those of us who did not take the jab and don't go around with masks. Crazy. Amazing, huh? well, well, it is. Well, they're pushing, go get the, the jab now. You've got the idiot uh, from Kansas City, uh, Travis Kelsey, who's, who's get, get the flu shot and get the COVID jab. Clearly, the manufacturers and the government, I believe in cahoots of the manufacturers, are trying to make it so that all Americans go and get a shot every year for COVID. Is that ever necessary in your mind? No, it's not necessary because we have multiple studies, and we brought them up on your show over and over again, that show the 100% effectiveness of natural immunity, 100%. And the problem is that with this continual push for this constant revaccination problem is that every month, Joe, 
new studies are coming out showing more and more problems with this vaccine that aren't being addressed. We've brought several of them up on your show, and now there's a new one out there that shows that there's this issue of what we call frame shifting, where the vaccine causes the production of abnormal proteins that the body responds to aggressively, like an autoimmune process. Have you heard of that one? Frame shifting? It sounds like you're you're installing windows. What the hell is frame <laughs> shifting? What is that? Well, in order to get the COVID-19 vaccine into the cell, they have to find a way to do that. So they substitute a nucleoside called uridine with a pseudo-uridine molecule. So it allows it to get into the cell undetected. But what happens is that it causes the production of abnormal proteins once it's trying to make the spike protein. And then the body sees this as foreign. And so it begins to hit its immune response. And the problem is that I believe that this is why we're seeing a lot of things such as COVID long vax, where okay. patients feel really bad. They're not as severe as a myocarditis case or a Guillain-Barre case, but they still feel really bad even a couple years after they've received the vaccination. And the thing is, is that this problem was never reported by any of the regulatory agencies whatsoever. It was never mentioned in the vaccine insert regarding these vaccines and the potential problems. And even the authors in this study talked about the significant potentiality of harm that it could cause, even though it tried to downplay it in the uh, in the study. And that study we will have up on our website as well. Are they ever going to come clean as a, as a, a medical community? I know there, there's you and you've been in the forefront of this. Lots of others, Dr. McCullough, Dr. Malone, I mean, down the line, uh, you know, Dr. Urso, you've got the, the lawyer, Tom Renz, all telling the truth. You have been for a long time. Is the Because I know in other countries, they're coming clean. They're like, man, we got it wrong. In this country, they don't want to. Are they ever going to? Well, if we can turn away, if we can turn around the, polit- the political environment in 2024, I hope that there will be accountability. And I believe that that's why we're seeing the smoke and mirrors with when there's an issue like, quote, white pneumonia in China, we're going to make it a mystery. And now the CDC is going to try to start enforcing masks again so we can maybe try to alter the way we vote or keep people away from voting or keep them uh, fearful from going out and voting then we have the potentiality to recreate the same thing. And I come on your show to, number one, put these studies out there so your listeners will not succumb to this. So they will say, hey, we know these studies are several studies that show that masks don't work. There's several studies that show that if you go and get multiple COVID vaccines, that you have a higher rate of infection. We're not scared of this. We know early treatment works. We're going to the polls and we're going to vote and we're going to make a change. And that's why I bring this evidence to you, you know, every time I'm on your show. I thought the number one reason was because you wanted to hang out with me for a few minutes. Um, I'm sorry, but the truth has been revealed. Rude. <laughs> it is uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez. Go to his website, inspiration.health, inspiration.health. I saw some online YouTube doctor, I don't even know the guy's name, was talking about how effective the vaccines were, and then um, you, you took those until we got Paxlovid. Jesse, what is Paxlovid? I, I don't even know what that is. This is also a Pfizer product, I think, um, and it's a pill. Is this effective at all? What is that? Now, Paxlovid basically has a similar mechanism to that of ivermectin. Okay. The problem with Paxlovid in terms of it trying to bind to the spike protein is that it has a significant rebound. So that means you feel like you're getting better maybe on that third or fourth day, but then all of a sudden you start to feel sick again. And that's because the virus has upramped itself and basically you've had a second wave of it, so to speak. The problem that I have with this is that I believe that it allows or gives the virus an opportunity to go ahead and evolve. In other words, it's like 
if you have a bacteria and you give a weak antibiotic, then that, that bacteria can develop a resistance and mount further resistance and possibly resistance against other antibiotics. So I think it's doing potentially harm to someone because they're not totally wiping out the infection with one swoop. We don't see that rebound with things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and the steroids and azithromycin. What we see is within 36 hours, individuals start getting better. And we've been seeing an uptick of COVID in our clinic and we have been treating the individuals. And just like in the height of the pandemic, within 36 yeah. hours, they're getting much better. Well, why is it that the medical establishment, in your opinion, is still fighting against ivermectin and its effectiveness and hydroxychloroquine and zinc and, and down the line and D3? Why are they still arguing against that when you've got so many studies that prove that they all work? I think that there is a false narrative in the medical community right now that you have to do and follow everything that the CDC and the DMA and the FDA says that you have to do it. In other words, as young, younger and younger physicians are coming through the system, they are being trained and taught that these are the gods of medicine, so to speak, and what they say goes. Older physicians, myself and the ones that came before me, we were always ready to challenge. We were all, always ready to dig through the information and the minutiae and really challenge the pharmaceutical companies on particular products. And I could go over a list of products over the years that have come to the forefront that basically were taken off the market and there was pushback in the medical community. We're seeing these adverse effects. You need to look at this. And so they would look at it and pull it off the market. Now we're in a situation where, for instance, with these particular mRNA gene therapies, where we're seeing things like the frame shifting and abnormal proteins being made. We see that the DNA plasmids that are present are way in excess of what is allowed by regulatory bodies around the globe. We see that the um, messenger RNA vaccines can impede repair proteins that protect the body from things like cancer, can affect like the BRCA1 um, um, gene. So all of these things keep mounting, but it's still crickets from the pharmaceutical company in terms of any accountability. Physicians are calling them out. They're just not answering. And again, just for those watching and listening, if somebody comes down with what they think might be symptoms of COVID, go and get it you know, diagnosed. But again, you, you are somebody who says, without a doubt, Iv- ivermectin works, D3 works, zinc works. You said erythromycin. Is that something that works in conjunction with ivermectin or is that something separate? No, it's in conjunction with because oftentimes we'll see a secondary bacterial situation occur because the person gets worn down. And so if those patients start to cough up, especially colored phlegm or produce mucus from their sinuses, it's colored, we'll go ahead and cover them with something like azithromycin, uh, a ZPAC, or with doxycycline, just so that we don't get that secondary infection. Azithromycin. I guess I was saying it wrong. Okay. Um, uh, and again, I want people to understand this. They, they can, by the way, go to inspiration.health, inspiration.health, and talk to you about all this stuff. Way off the beaten path, but I know that you deal with people who, who deal with this. I wanted to talk quickly about obesity, and here's why. Um, uh, there are, I think it's Southwest Airlines, is giving a free extra seat to somebody who's too big for for one seat now and here i am you know i fit into one seat i like to have two seats that'd be kind of nice if i could hang out and do that but on the medical side of things i know that there are medications but i've always thought and correct me if i'm wrong here that what you and i do we go to the gym we try to work out try to stay in shape that's the healthiest way to do it you can get help from some medicines but that shouldn't be the be-all end-all should it no and i deal with obesity every day i do obesity surgery i do obesity medicine 
And there's a psychology behind it that has to be looked into. There's the physicality and the lack of motivation. But you have to put all the pieces together because oftentimes there's deep-seated emotional issues that need to be tended to. And unfortunately, a lot of physicians don't look into that. Which yeah, but, yeah, but Jessica, well, uh, this is why I ask you. And thank you for saying that. You're right. There are deep-seated emotional issues. There are willpower issues. There are issues that probably could be helped by somebody in, in the, the mental medical field. I get that. But we as a society are telling them it's fine to be 500 pounds. We will change society to make you more comfortable at that size, even though they're going to die younger, generally speaking. Those who are morbidly obese have a shorter lifespan. Why aren't we pushing a healthier lifestyle? Well, because it is uncomfortable to push for change. So we've developed this culture of acceptance, and that allows people to become lazy and complacent. And when you become lazy and complacent, then it can adversely affect your health. So when you don't set a, a boundary or a good standard that encourages someone to, to live in a place of health, this is what you get. And so I think that if they're offering a, a free seat to someone, then, well, how about offering a free seat to me as well? Because I like to stretch my legs because I'm, I'm an older guy. Nope, you got to be you got to be bigger. You gotta where, be, does you gotta, where does it stop? Where does it stop? Where does it stop? And, and that's it. I mean, we're sort of making, we're normalizing being incredibly unhealthy when I would rather see people get healthy, even if it's uncomfortable, so they can live longer and enjoy life longer. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Go to inspiration.health, inspiration.health. He does telemedicine. And all the studies that he talks about on my show are always posted on the website. Jesse, you, you, you're the man. I went a couple of places you didn't know I was going to go. You had something you wanted to mention about a guy that you've been dealing with, right? Oh, yeah, there's a good fellow down our way. His name is Richard. He's our Instacart guy who takes good care of us, and he's a veteran. He's a big fan of Joe Pags, and he listens yes. every night. So we I love that. Richard, a shout-out, and thank him for keeping me in some food. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Richard, I appreciate you liking the show, and I appreciate you taking care of Dr. Jesse in the office. Doc, I appreciate it. Let's talk again soon. All right, brother. Thank you so much. All right, man. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Three big interviews for you tonight. We had Mike Davis. We had uh, Attorney General Andrew Bailey. We had Dr. Jesse Lopez. All will be up on Rumble later. It's rumble.com slash Joe Pags. Rumble.com slash J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Make sure you're following all the social media as well. Over on TikTok, it's Joe Pags, all one word. It's Joe Talk Show and everything else just about. Except truth, it's also Joe Pags. Let's do some pop culture. Boop. Dirty pop. What's going on, Polo? So was it earlier this week that you were talking about um, Weight Watchers going into the the diet? Yeah, suddenly they're they're offering and, up Ozempic or something. Yeah, right. So, and I wonder if this has anything to do with it. Um, Oprah's actually come on and said that she's used meds uh, to to drop forty pounds. Is she bought into Weight Watchers at all? Do we know? I believe so. I, I thought she had like a partnership with them. 
She's gone up and down so much uh, in her weight over the years. I mean, I have not seen a recent picture of her, but I hope she keeps it off this time. I, I, I honestly I, feel bad for her. I mean, I see the picture. I mean, she looks great. So, Send it to me. We'll have to check it out. Appreciate it. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Go check out all those interviews on Rumble. Have a good night. This is the Joe Pegg Show. 